Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moors, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. And good evening, everybody. We have lowered the drawbridge into the Chiefs' kingdom in our second playoff Chiefs' kingdom show uh, tonight after a 42-21 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers last night in the Super Wild Card weekend and the Sunday night football victory over the Steelers. For the Kansas City Chiefs, the seventh playoff victory in the past four years. Years, Something to keep in perspective when you think about the Chiefs franchise had won four postseason games from the 1970 season to the end of the 2017 year. That's 48 seasons. But the Chiefs, seven wins in the past four years. And now it's time for, as we would say in front of a live audience, a huge divisional playoff game between two red-hot teams, the Chiefs and the Bills. That will be Sunday night at 5.30 at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, we're going to break this game down. We're going to hear from Andy Reid in just a few minutes of this Chiefs-Bills game, plus look back at last night's game against the Steelers. And also, a special guest tonight, Mitchell Schwartz, the former Chiefs right tackle, former All-Pro tackle, will uh, join me in studio. Now, normally, we would be in front of a raucous live audience at some Hy-Vee Market Grill uh, throughout the Metro and we did it for 13 weeks live on site. Thank you, especially to those 13 store managers and directors for having us on site. But with the COVID rules put in place now, especially uh, since mid and late December, we are in studio this evening. But we want to continue with the playoff energy and put the hammer down as the Chiefs get the victory last night over the Pittsburgh Steelers in, in many ways, a record-breaking performance Uh, by several Chiefs, team-wise, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But again, we want to keep the fire going in the playoffs, and you can be a part of the playoffs, every one of you, and do something special. 
because Hy-Vee is proud to partner with the Chiefs City Year in giving the basics to help provide hygiene items to local area students. Now, everybody in the Chiefs Kingdom can be a part of this. You can visit any Kansas City area Hy-Vee tonight, tomorrow, throughout the playoffs, and donate much-needed personal hygiene items. Toothpaste, toothbrushes, shampoo, body wash, lotion, and more. Your donation will be distributed to local schools through City Year and Giving the Basics. Now you can, easy as one, two, three, purchase a hygiene bag at the register, just 10 bucks. Your cashier will take the bag for Giving the Basics to deliver on your behalf, and then smile. You're just going to make somebody's day easier, healthier, and happier. So help Hy-Vee and the Kansas City Chiefs build a stronger community together, especially during the playoffs. All right, coming up, we're going to have comments from head coach Andy Reid as executive producer Dan Israel will join me in just a few minutes. But first, let's take this time out as the Chiefs get ready for the Bills and divisional playoff football. We'll be back after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Second and goal at the three. Mahomes down nine to nothing. Early in the second quarter, Edward Jalera. They throw it left side to Hardman on a wide receiver screen into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Jet on a short flight. This time on a well-played wide screen left. And the Chiefs are on the board at 14-16 to go, second quarter. Well, we're back here on our Chiefs Kingdom show. Normally, again, we'd be at a Hy-Vee Market Grill going crazy after a super wild card victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers getting ready for a divisional playoff game this Sunday night at 5.30 Central Time against the Buffalo Bills. But we're in studio tonight with the COVID rules, but we're trying to keep all of the flow and all the energy going of winning in the playoffs as the Chiefs get their seventh playoff victory in four seasons last night. A reminder, though, Hyvee during the playoffs is partnering with the Chiefs city year and giving the basics to help provide hygiene items to local area students. Now, you can get involved with this. Just visit any Kansas City area Hy-Vee tonight, tomorrow, throughout the week, throughout the playoffs to donate it, to donate, I should say, much needed personal hygiene items toothpaste, toothbrushes, shampoo, body wash, lotion, and a whole lot more. Your uh, donation will be distributed to local schools through City Year and giving the basics. All right, I'm joined now as we're going to hear from head coach Andy Reid. I'm joined now by the executive producer of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. 42-21 to 21 victory over the Steelers and now getting ready for one of the more anticipated playoff games in recent years with the Chiefs against the Bills. But, man, what a game last night. I saw it all. We saw a defensive first half, if you like that kind of football, and an explosive second half. What an exciting game. And, and, and got to see Big Ben possibly finish his career, too. Yeah, a lot in this game. I want to ask you about the defense. It's interesting you bring up the defense first because people think, oh, defense is boring. It's a 0-0 game at the end of the first quarter. But the defense in the first half for the Chiefs allowed Big Ben 44 yards, two first downs, Eight possessions, seven punts, and a kneel down. <laughs> it's phenomenal, man. If you look back at this league, there is a never-ending list of examples where championship football requires a defense that can hold your opponent while your offense kind of finds that rhythm, right? And that's exactly what we saw in the Steelers game. And frankly, that's what we're going to need to see Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. And I think no one understands weathering the storm better than Andy Reid. Yeah, we, we were a little bit sluggish um, just offensively. Defensively, we were... We, you know we're doing great, and so um, 
with the, even with the turnovers, the defense kind of took care of business. So um, we were we were strong there, and then both sides got going, and and um, you know ended up being what we're used to. You know? So yeah. we just we got to keep keep going here and keep working to get better as we work through you know as we work for this Buffalo team this week. So as we work through the week, um, just keep keep working, right? Yeah, and that's how this thing goes. <laughs> Always, Coach. <laughs> Defensively, you mentioned you were able to contain a powerful rookie, uh, Najee Harris, who finished for more than 1,000 yards as Steelers rushing this season. Chiefs defense only allowed 44 yards in the first half. I thought your defensive game plan was very solid. Oh, it, was, it was great, yeah. The, the, the coaches did a heck of a job with it, and Staggs had a phenomenal plan. The players were just tremendous, man. They Right from the get-go, they started off and <clears throat> and really did a nice job, and um, 22 is a good football player now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a that's a tough stop when you when you can hold him and and then Ben kind of got rolling. Ben Ben has this knack of doing it in the fourth quarter and and the second half and all of that. And they let him cut him loose in the no huddle and, and he took you know he took charge of that. Uh, it's an honor to coach against him in his last game. I mean, I wish him the best of luck with the rest of you know his his whatever career he's gonna. He's going to choose after this, but um, you know, I would recommend he take a break for a while. He's been playing <laughs> 18 years or whatever it is. Yeah, and then take a breather, and then he can get started after that. But um, he's a heck of a kid, and um, had a lot of great outings with him, against him, comp- competing, and I think the world of him, future Hall of Famer for sure. And it was kind of surreal seeing Big Ben probably mm-hmm. play his last game on that field. But the defense holds the fort with a great first half. But then it was like a demolition crew <laughs> was trying to blow open a tunnel uh, in the mountains, and it started an avalanche. Dan, six straight possessions of touchdowns. You know, poor teams, Mitch, they don't win. Well-coached teams, they have good game plans. They're prepared. They're ready to play when kickoff time comes. Great teams have to adjust as the clock unfolds. And watching the offense adjust to what the Steelers were presenting was really fascinating. And then what started that avalanche is when they started making those adjustments. And frankly, they, you know, they saw more man-to-man this game than they saw in Week 16. I asked Coach about it. We started off with, uh, with it blended in. Um, and yes, we, I mean, we didn't see a snap of it on first, second down uh, in the normal field the first week. So yeah. it wasn't all man, but it was there was a mixture of it. And one of the ways the avalanche started was Travis Kelsey. Dan, what are we seeing in this guy? He sits an all-time NFL record last night by throwing a touchdown pass, catching a touchdown pass, and having over 100 yards receiving. In fact, it was his seventh 100-yard receiving game in the postseason. That is eclipsed only, now get this one, everybody pull over on the side of the road, by Jerry Rice, who has eight. Kelsey could tie him this week for the all-time NFL. What are we seeing with Kelsey that we're taking for granted? I mean, the mere fact that you're mentioning Jerry Rice in the same sentence. I mean, one of the greatest sets of hands to ever play professional football. And it's no surprise that the avalanche starts so often with Travis Kelsey. This season alone, we've witnessed him put games away. He splits out and outruns defensive backs. And look, the league has a number of tremendous tight ends. Rob Gronkowski certainly one of them. George Kittle another. But none of them, Mitch, none of them 
understand and use space better than 87, in my opinion. Name me one other tight end that's done what Kelsey has. That's all these records, and he's not finished yet. I asked Coach, is there any end to what Travis Kelsey can do on the football field? Well, you said it. I mean, he's just a good football player, and so we try to utilize his strengths. He wants us to do that and uh, cherishes that. So, um, you know, we try to come up with stuff for him and give him the opportunity to do his thing. And then Patrick Mahomes in this game, just NFL records falling off by the wayside. <laughs> Five touchdown passes in ten and a half game minutes. Never happened. Um, beating Brady's record by 15 game minutes. Uh, the most touchdown passes in his first five years in a postseason took out Russell Wilson. Most completions in his first five years in the postseason. As good as he is, as keen as his mind is, it seems like in the playoffs, it just goes up to another level for Mahomes. No, you put the football in that guy's hands and you just, you never, you should not be amazed at anything you see. I mean, I thought that Sluggo in the Steelers game was one of the best touched passes I've seen him throw in, in his young career. But when you think about what Mahomes has had to deal with, it just begs the question. And I asked Coach, has Mahomes had to work harder this season than other seasons before? Well, I mean, you know, teams have studied him and tried to come up with ways to stop him. He's pounded through that and. And, um, you know, he's playing good football. He's got a good rhythm going. And and he's, he's got to know his offensive line a little better. And and, uh, and then, you know, he's got a relationship with his receivers. So he, he trusts them and gives them opportunities to catch the ball and, and run. And then I think he's done a nice job utilizing the backs uh, this year. Yeah, using the backs started back in October. And we saw it with McKinnon, especially last night in the screen game, 142 total yards, but 81 of those was as a receiver. Now, Andy Reid always talks about the trenches in the playoffs. I remember the first playoff year I had with Coach, and I asked him, what does it take to win in the playoffs? He said trenches right away. The trench warfare, this offensive line for the Chiefs, two of these guys playing their first playoff game ever, what did you see last night? What did Coach see? Well, you know, I... I've been asking, what happened to the rookie wall? Because there's two rookies out there that don't understand they're supposed to be like exhausted and, and unable to play. Uh, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey continue to impress, continue to play a caliber of ball well in excess of their experience. And, and I thought last night they took a step. It's not only the playoffs, Mitch, but they were doing it against T.J. Watt, some of the best defensive players in the league. Here's Coach talking about these two rookies. That Pittsburgh front is very aggressive. Uh, they've got a couple of veteran players on there that are really good football players, pro bowl players. Um, and that can be intimidating to some young guys. I didn't see that with those two. They, they, uh, Trey had a couple back flatters, uh, early and which he's had in other games. But, um, and I thought Creed, uh, played very physical and his calls were accurate. So I didn't see any. Uh, let down from them, but you remember every step you take is a little bit tougher. So uh, this will be a learning experience for them this week, just like this past week was. We're going to hear more about the offensive line because Mitchell Schwartz will join me after I let you go. But it'll be interesting to see Mitchell's reaction to these guys and just how Mm -hmm. much they've grown so quickly. Uh, and their football maturity to me is well beyond their years. But, yes, they, they, they got fresh legs, too. Okay, now this sets up the divisional playoff round. Sunday night, 5.30 Central time for the kickoff. And here are the Buffalo Bills scoring 47 points 
on the Bill Belichick defense. They were never stopped in. Touchdowns or two kneel downs. That's it. I mean, they decimated New England. Top five defense in New England Patriots, and they had no answers whatsoever. Frankly, Mitch, I think this game's going to be epic. I think it's going to take mistake-free playing in all three phases, and I suspect it's going to be the speed and caliber of an AFC championship on division weekend. But the pride it takes to play in this league is such a factor. And so does the drubbing by the Bills in week five of the regular season, does that fuel our Chiefs locker room for a rematch? Here's Coach. You know, they, listen, they got after us. And so um, we know it's a great challenge. Um, and they're a great team. So uh, we're going we're gonna to go through the process of getting ourselves ready uh, to play. And that's, uh, we'll take it day by day and uh, try to, as coaches, we'll try to give the players good stuff to work with. And I know the players uh, and their attitude, the way they, they, they love that part of it. And, uh, they'll work hard to, uh, to better themselves so we can have a have a good game. Buffalo might be the most complete team right now in the National Football League, but Dan just sets up what a terrific game on Sunday night between the Chiefs and the Bills. A rematch not only of the game in October you alluded to, but a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, no other word but epic. I mean, this. If you look, get your errands done on Saturday because you're going to want to be there. You're going to want to listen to this game on Sunday. There's no question about it. As we close things out with you, uh, and this is the way I started the show, to win in the playoffs, to win any game, but the Chiefs have won seven games now in four seasons. They won three from 1969 yeah. to 2017. To get seven wins with Mahomes and Andy Reid, uh, to me, is phenomenal. And not to take it for granted and setting up what we're just living right now in a piece of history. You know, this league's always been tough to win. in, But I think perhaps now more than ever, there's so much parity. And it is so very difficult to, to win in the National Football League today. And I used the word dynasty a few years ago. And it's a little bit arrogant. I hate to kind of use that. But... Four years of competitive football, of being able to to sit down and watch every Chiefs game and know, hey, it's not over till it's over. Uh, as a Chiefs fan, what more could you want? You, it's unreal. And some of the greatest players to ever play in this game are on this team yeah, of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Dan, thanks for being with us tonight. Appreciate you and your chats with Coach. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have Mitchell Schwartz. He's got the bling of a Super Bowl ring, <laughs> and he's got a lot of knowledge of football and otherwise. But we'll have Mitchell Schwartz when we come back as our Chiefs Kingdom show to get ready for this playoff divisional game against Buffalo. will continue after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Chiefs in the shotgun, Edward Tillaire. Started right now, left, Edward Tillaire, diving right side, touchdown! None touched! He ran it in, a big hole opened up on the right side. Wiley, Ryder, Remmers on there, and the Chiefs have three touchdowns in as many drives to lead 20-9. to so our highlights tonight, in case you're wondering, go, wait a minute, those aren't Pittsburgh highlights. No, they're highlights from last year's AFC Championship game uh, against the Buffalo Bills, who will be the divisional opponent coming up this Sunday night uh, at 5.30 for the kickoff at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. And by the way, uh, normally we'd be in front of a live audience at a high V because the COVID rules were in the studio tonight, but 
you can still be a part of something special during the playoffs. Hy-Vee's proud to partner with the Chiefs City Year and giving the basics to help provide hygiene items to local area students. Just go to your local Hy-Vee and you can ask for a, um, a hygiene bag at the register, just $10.00. Shampoo, toothbrushes, body wash, lotion, more, and then they will deliver those to the people who need it the most. So you can make the Chiefs Kingdom a healthier, happier uh, community. We'll do it all together. All right, the perfect guest to have on uh, for this game, getting ready for the Buffalo Bills and coming off the victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers, is a man who's had a phenomenal career. Nine years in the National Football League, four with Cleveland, five with us. The Iron Man of the NFL of his time. He played 8,787 snaps, but 7,894 of those were consecutive. And at the time, I had the best uh, NFL streak for active snaps. I still remember the day in Tennessee when I saw you come off the field. I'll never forget it. But he was also listed as the top offensive lineman by Pro Football Focus in 2018, was first-team All-Pro. I'm talking about Mitchell Schwartz. It is so awesome to see you, and thanks for being with us tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Yeah, same to you. Usually we're doing this at the High V, and I was I was looking forward to that, but it's great to see you nonetheless. Yeah, it's just this COVID rules, man. We were 13 weeks we were on site. The High Vs were great, but then uh, the breakout happened in the NFL, and so we closed the ranks. But all that being said, uh, let's just talk about your thoughts about the win over the Steelers last night. Uh, you've seen, being in the huddle with Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, how things can just be an explosion and that seemed to happen last night. What were your thoughts? Yeah, it was great to see. Obviously, six touchdowns and six drives. Kind of felt like 2019 Texans, the the start of something special in the postseason. I mean, that was the vibe I got from it. You know, it was, the first quarter was frustrating because that was kind of the early 2021 Chiefs that were a little bit disoriented and uh, just little things here and there that didn't quite add up. You know, Pittsburgh obviously has a good defense, but not good enough to hold up in, in those last three quarters. So, Frustrating first quarter and then just great seeing the team respond the way they did. And I feel like we saw as complete of an offense as we've seen as well because we saw the run game, we saw the screen game, we saw quick passes, we saw the downfield shots that all these teams were supposed to be taking away from us. And so being able to see, you know, Tyreek on a 30-yard bomb for a touchdown, uh, Travis catching that, you know, 25-yard deep over route and uh, just kind of vintage Chiefs vibes and um, as complete as an you know, offensive game that we've seen in terms of all the levels. My theme of this night is how precious playoff wins are. You won four in your career in nine years. What does it mean to win and you won a Super Bowl championship? I said you got bling with the Super Bowl ring. But to win any playoff game, how it's you'd never want to take it for granted. It really is so tough. And it's something I mean, my wife and I, Brooks here with us, you know, we talk about the Chiefs' path to the Super Bowl and all these different things and it's funny because it seems like, oh, well, you just have to beat this team once and beat that team once, and then you're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the flip side is like, all right, well, you've got to beat the Steelers' defense and Roethlisberger's last game. Now you're facing what looks like one of the better teams in the AFC, if not the whole NFL and the Bills, who are really well-rounded. And then you'd have to go play another great team. And so, yeah, these games are tough. Um, that's something that, you know, I think the coaching staffs and Coach Reed has shown this his whole career – getting to the playoffs is really tough. And once you get there, you just don't know what's going to happen. These opportunities are so few and far between. I mean, it's kind of crazy that you brought up, you know, I've only played in and won four playoff games. That's crazy. It felt like we were in the playoffs a bunch, and that's only the uh, amount of wins that I've had. So uh, I think 
people lose sight of that, especially with the recent success and, and how awesome Pat's been in general. And it's really tough what, you know, this team's been able to do and to, to weather the storm this year from a lot of different fronts and to uh, come out and, you know, kind of fire on all cylinders for the majority of that game. Uh, it was really fun to see. Truthfully, fours a lot. I think Tony Gonzalez only had one playoff win wow. uh, in his life, and that was with Atlanta. Well, a lot of things I love about you. One, uh, great heart, great person. You're married to a great lady. Uh, and Brooke, um, one of my favorite all-time Chiefs-wise of all time. But you're so analytic. Um, or you're so – you can look at things and, and just your analysis is outstanding. I want to ask you about one thing because we talked about how tough it is. The addition of the 17th game, which seemed to me like a playoff weekend. It was like a pre-playoff playoff. Like all these games, nobody quit. Everybody's going crazy. And then you're going to play a, a divisional with a, a super wild card weekend. Now, you've been a guy that survived in this league, played almost 8,000 consecutive snaps, which is crazy. But what's your thoughts on a 17th game and like an extra week of the playoffs? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because – it's like a different pacing to the season. Obviously, we'll get more used to it as it goes on, but adding that extra game, not having another bye in the regular season, and then taking away a bye that the Chiefs would have normally had, it feels a little bit punitive. Like, you've got to have this extra game. You don't get the extra rest during the season. You do everything you should. You come out with an awesome record. You're one of the two best teams in the conference. And, all right, now you got to go play this seventh team who probably shouldn't be in the playoffs anyway. Uh, it's just a tough situation, and it's going to make the regular season that much more precious to get the one seed. But as you're kind of talking about, this season seems so long that it's tough to keep that level of focus week in and week out for 17 out of 18 weeks. And for the Chiefs, especially every year, you know, you're going to go up against the normal schedule plus all the one seeds from the other divisions, plus now, you know, one seed from the NFC. And it just makes attaining that one seed, which we know is a huge advantage to get the buy that much more difficult. So, um, a lot more football in general, a lot more kind of tense and tight football, more playoff atmosphere football. Um, it's great from the fan perspective to be able to watch it, but it's definitely tough from the player perspective because you can say that every game's the same and you treat them all similar, but the emotions of getting into a game, it's just so much different when there's something on the line. Like, I mean, that Raiders-Chargers game a couple of weeks ago, that's as close to like a Super Bowl game as you're going to get. That's making the playoffs, all the swings up and down. And you'll ask guys throughout the week, I mean, I'm sure those Raiders guys were much more sore and tired this past Wednesday and Thursday in practice, and they're trying to think like, man, why, why is my body feeling like this? Well, you just went through 85 plays plus the emotions of all the swings of that game. It does take its toll, and so it, it'll be interesting to see uh, how fresh the Titans look, uh, for one, and whether the Chiefs can you know, kind of ride the storm and, for the most part, have pretty good health right now. And then the Raiders had to play on a Saturday on the road, which is, I mean... There's just a lot we're asking of NFL players right now. And that one, that extra one game against an NFC crossover opponent will probably be international game pretty soon. Yeah. So imagine More travel. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We could, that's a whole, maybe an off season <laughs> show that we can do. But I've been dying to ask you ever since the season began about this offensive line. Basically a brand new group, two, two rookies at center and right guard, Tooney at left guard, and then bringing Orlando Brown Jr. in. What have you seen overall from these guys throughout the season first? Well, a lot of progression, and that was one thing. So the week one, thought, great game against Cleveland, one of the better defensive lines in the NFL, one of the most talented defensive lines in the NFL for sure, and the team had a great performance, and the offensive line in particular had a great performance. And 
I was saying at the time, you know, that's theoretically the baseline performance level we should expect from this unit. Like, there's no reason that they should be any worse than that from the season going forward. Because you had two guys making their first starts, actually three if you include Lucas. You know, I consider him a rookie uh, since he, you know, didn't do anything last year. Um, two knees in a new spot. Orlando, we've seen him progress, you know, a major amount this year and just understanding kind of the protection and where Pat's going to be at, how to best utilize his own uh, pass set and, and his size. And so this is a unit I expected to be better, you know, in October, to be better in November, in December. And that growth and progression, um, you know, I know how long it took me to get acclimated to the NFL and it was multiple years. And, you know, we're looking at Creed who's having a historic season for a rookie. Uh, Trey hasn't been quite as consistent, but the the domination of the physicality uh, is there's just no one in the NFL who's doing it like him, you know, playing and play out. So um, those guys plugging in, playing at their level, incredible the way Orlando's been able to um, adapt to the offense and, uh, you know, do what he does best. And uh, Tooney's kind of been the stalwart in there. I think we've mostly forgotten about him. He's just been so good and consistent and reliable. You know, Creed's getting a ton of pub. Uh, Trey's getting a bunch for his physicality. Orlando gets the Pro Bowl nod, and uh, Tooney's sitting there as old reliable. And then, you know, I thought Lucas was playing good ball. I think Wiley's played good ball. Um, I don't know, you know, if Remmers is going to be back or not, but he's obviously a, a good offensive lineman to have if he's able to get healthy. So, it's uh, it's really encouraging and uh, kind of as expected in terms of the growth and just seeing everything they can do. Mitchell Schwartz, our guest tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom show as we get ready for a divisional playoff game on Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills after a victory last night over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brooke also with us in studio tonight uh, and such great leaders and contributors in the community. We appreciate them so much. We come back, though. I'm going to ask Mitchell Schwartz, if he ever had the chance to get a big man touchdown, or if it's ever in the works. As we continue on this Chiefs Kingdom show, we'll be back after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Buffalo short, a little more pressure at the line of scrimmage and trying to reroute receivers in a single high safety. Going to throw a slant, caught, 35-yard line. Shoot move, Tyreek Hill, 45, 50-yard line, cuts it back, look out, 40, 35, 30, Cheetah in full speed, 10 to the 5-yard line. New play impress, the Cheetah will run you all the way around the earth. It's a 71-yard pass play to the Cheetah on a quick slant. All right, welcome back on our Chiefs Kingdom show. Normally, we would be in front of a live audience at a high V Market Grill. As a COVID rules, we're in the studio, but we are blessed tonight to have with us uh, Mitchell Schwartz, brilliant nine-year career, the Ironman of the National Football League, former first-team All-Pro, and 7,894 snaps. I'll never forget the number. I'll never forget when you had to come out of that Tennessee game. I was, like, choking back tears because I think, you know, I wanted you to get to 10,000. I know. I wanted to get there, too, and, you know, my former teammate in Cleveland, Joe Thomas, He's got a, a bunch of records, and I always told him I wanted to break his record because he had too many, and I, I wanted just one. Uh, he was like, hey, man, if you can do it, go get it. But, uh, you know, it wasn't in the works. Yeah, no, I just – anyway, and the and the pain, and, and you just had to play – you just gutted through playing through a lot of pain, didn't you? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I came out of that Tennessee game because I got, you know, kind of fallen into from the side, which is pretty typical for a lineman. When that happens on – you know, it was my left knee – uh, if you get caved in from the inside, typically it's the MCL, which is the ligament on the inside that kind of gives out. So it was weird. That's actually the third time I had t- torn that ligament. Um, 
so I felt the initial pain, which, you know, I wasn't too uncommon, which is unfortunate to say, but uh, it wasn't too uncommon. I knew what happened immediately, but I had, that had happened in the past and I played through it in the past. And so I tried to stand up and then I couldn't stand and I fell back down. And I was like, all right, well, this is clearly worse than the other times. Um, by the time Rick and the medical staff came out, they were, you know, kind of manipulating. And I was like, it's my MCL. And they're kind of like doing the knee test. And it's like, hey, that hurts a little bit. Like, trust me, it's not ACL. It's just my MCL. Um, so I got up, started walking off the field. And honestly, it felt great. Like, it felt totally fine walking off. And it was a little bit odd. Uh, and coach was great. He was asking if, you know, he could call a timeout to keep the streak alive and keep me in the game and stuff. Uh, and at that point, it was off-putting that I felt so good walking off given that, you know, two minutes ago I hadn't been able to stand. So I wanted to make sure I was off the field and I didn't, you know, do anything foolish to, you know, get Pat hurt or anyone else hurt. So I go in at halftime, you know, kind of get taped up and all those things. And, again, I'm feeling fine running, moving around. It, it feels pretty good on the whole. Um, so I play the rest of the game, and I remember telling someone after the game, like, I hope, you know, that wasn't a false alarm that I broke my streak over and, you know, I feel much better than I expected and all this stuff. And then, you know, we get the MRI the next day and, you know, it's a torn MCL. So I think at that point I had weirdly like torn it enough that I stopped feeling the pain that should have been there. Like it's just so much scar tissue that it kind of takes over. Um, but yeah, you know, offensive linemen go through a lot of those types of things. I mean, Tooney played, you know, half the season with a broken hand and, and didn't bat an eye. So uh, we all kind of push through stuff, you know, You've seen plenty of times Trey Smith gets up and he kind of shakes off a, a leg and limps back to the huddle and next play gets a pancake. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, guys are definitely going through a lot more than you necessarily know. But as you explain that that instance in Tennessee, which broke the str- – I can still see it. it. It gave me chills down my spine just talking about it. I mean, it was such a big deal um, and just such a an incredible feat that you played almost 7,900 snaps uh, consecutively snaps, not – Snaps, every <laughs> snap. Uh, but I want to ask you, okay, so we saw Allegretti get the big man touchdown. Yes. Was there ever one in for you? No. So part of it is I had the streak. And so what happens is you have to report as eligible. So typically offense linemen are ineligible. That's just, you know, there's five ineligible guys. If you're going to be able to catch a pass, you report as eligible. So Allegretti comes in the game. You know, if you've seen it, typically the lineman, he holds his hand in the uh, sky gets the attention of the ref and kind of like rubs the front of his chest and says, hey, I'm going to report. The ref then says, uh, hey, 73 is eligible, 73 is eligible, tells the defense that he's eligible. What happens if that play doesn't work and you have to go back to a normal uh, play, Nick could not go from eligible to ineligible. So you can't go from eligible lineman to ineligible lineman without like a clock stoppage as in uh, a timeout or a touchdown or whatever. So... Most teams end up putting the sixth offensive lineman as the guy to catch the pass because you don't want to risk running that play, it being incomplete, something bad happening, and now all of a sudden you're at your right tackle for the next play. Um, so there's so you, certain, you out one play. I right. Mean, yeah, so it would have I mean, I potentially ruined the streak. So yeah. there are certain situations, <laughs> you know, theoretically you could do a fourth down and you're confident that, you know, that's the last play of the drive and then the defense will come on the field. But what happens if there's a penalty and now it's a first down, potentially then you can't be eligible or you couldn't be ineligible. So, uh, yeah, I never had that opportunity. Uh, I have like to think I've got great hands. I've got great ball skills. Uh, definitely don't have the speed, but uh, neither does Nick, and he was able to make it work. So, uh, you know, it would have been something I would have been 
pretty nervous about. I tape my thumbs up pretty aggressively as well. Uh, you know, Nick's got those nice loose wrestler limbs, so he was able to, to snag that one pretty nicely. Now, Fish had it. He had the one against uh, the Ravens, and then you got to be a part of the hot potato celebration. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but So Fish got his, but uh, the rule and the streak, that's really interesting. But it was good for Allegretti. He's been a grinder, man. He's had to be that extra blocker. He's out there in placement protection. He's been the fill-in guy, but I think he's had a pretty good year. Yeah, I think so, and when he's been able to play this year especially, I thought he looked great. Um, I think it was the Cincinnati game he filled in once Tooney kicked over left tackle. Uh, Nick had a great game. You know, his first career NFL play, uh, we were in Denver. It was one of those third-and-one, fourth-and-one situations. Of course, we were running fullback uh, dive right behind, you know, right guard, right tackle like uh, we see now. Now it's behind Trey, so it's a little more fun. Um, but Nick comes in, extra defensive line or extra offensive lineman. His job is basically just go on an angle, carve a path. Uh, one of the defensive tackles tried to like pop out and basically play behind me. And Nick came and just caught him uh, perfectly, drove him like five yards, ended with a pancake, rolled over him. It was like the greatest first play of all time. It was really exciting. Uh, he came running off all, you know, excited and doing the Allegretti, uh, you know, run. And he always makes it look painful when he moves. And, and in any particular way, he's got a, a good ability to look like a 50-year-old lineman, uh, even though he's 24. But, uh, yeah, he first career play, you know, six offense linemen, pretty much same formation as uh, yesterday and ended with a pancake. But I think uh, most linemen would take the playoff touchdown. Again, Mitchell Schwartz, our guest tonight. Um Begins blessed to have him in studio on our Chiefs Kingdom show as we get ready for the Buffalo Bills. And Brooke is with us as well. A reminder, our, our player guests are, are presented by Hellsburg Jewelers. 200 locations for over 100 years uh, in the Chiefs Kingdom. So I guess we're just going to hand the bling to Brooke, right? It's just, you don't. That's it. Goes straight just, to her. Just, just uh, straight to her. Most yeah. of the most of the gifts I get uh, go straight just to Brooke. Right to Brooke. Uh-huh. You know, a smart guy. Uh, but, yeah. But great to see Brooke. Um now, as we get ready for these Buffalo Bills, uh, interesting because it was 2020 week six against yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. And you're back. So we not only share the same first name, we also share back surgeries. All right. Everybody's got back stories, but having backs L4, L5, distectomy, that was the week. You tried to gut it out. And I remember watching you thinking, man, he is just trying to keep fighting his way through this. But. As you go back and think about that time, uh, what goes through your recollection? Yeah, it was weird because typically, so that kind of flared up early in the week, Monday, Tuesday. You know, there wasn't anything in particular. I didn't have one specific time where I got hit or fell to the ground that aggravated anything. It was just I noticed I had a little bit of, you know, pain in my calf, which I kind of knew was nerve pain based on having a, a similar injury in college. Got the MRI, you know, saw there were some disc issues. Uh, I practiced in full Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so I thought I was fine. You know, just a little thing that popped up would go away. You know, I understand I've, I'd already had the one surgery in college, so these things, you know, little flare-ups come and go. Um, we flew to Buffalo. You know, I felt great. Plane flight didn't affect it. Felt good going to the stadium. Um, I did a, a pre-pre-game warm-up. Um, I felt okay during that, and then it started to feel a little bit worse, and I was actually feeling more pain, you know, down my left leg in terms of the nerve pain. Um, I thought I'd be fine because I'm, I'm typically fine in those situations, so I told them I'd be fine to go. Um, so they had me on the active list. Went out there for pregame, you know, full pads. We're doing the pregame stuff. It just keeps getting worse. Uh, you know, I was, I was pretty frustrated at that point. I'd already committed to playing, and so I'd, uh, you know, kind of like the Orlando Brown situation, like you, you 
already active. You told them you're okay. You feel like you've got this commitment to, to be out there. Um, I started the game, played that first drive. You know, I, I played fine on the whole. Like, it wasn't anything bad, but I didn't trust myself or my body. And, again, I think, you know, part of the responsibility you have to your team and especially to your quarterback is if you can't protect yourself or him, like, you don't, you shouldn't be out there. Um, that's, you know, the offense line's responsibility. And so I knew in that situation, um, you know, the, the best course of action was to to get out. I told Remmers, you know, right before kickoff, it's like, hey, man, you're, you're probably going to have to come in at some point today. Um, I did not tell Allegretti because I knew he'd freak out and he'd get nervous because <laughs> uh, I knew Remmers was going to go from left guard to right tackle and I knew Nick was going to go into left guard. And I was not about to tell Nick that and have him worried all game. So I told Mike because I knew he'd probably want the, the fair warning and he's played enough ball, he'd, he'd be okay with that. Um, but, yeah, it just it, it didn't get better. Obviously, it, it never quite got better. Um, you know, went back in the locker room, got the chiropractor to try to adjust me a bunch and, and figure it out. Um, but as you know, once the disc goes, there's only so much you can do and it's a structural thing. You can't, you know, maneuver around it too much. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, you know, full circle this week and, uh, it's been quite a journey since then. And, you know, I'm excited to, to watch some good Chiefs ball this weekend. A great thing though, is you guys have stayed in this community and it's hopefully it feels like home to you. And, you know, once a chief, always a chief, you're great to follow on Twitter. Thank Your you. analysis is awesome, uh, but it still feels like you feel the game, both of you do, and uh, it's just great that you guys have chosen to stay here. And we followed the your building of your house, and it's pretty cool. That Thank workout rim is going to be epic, man. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We had you know a lot of places we were thinking about to move, and it just Kansas City felt like home, and it felt like the right place to be. And it is such a great community, and you know we feel at home here, and. There was just nowhere else for us to be. So, yeah, we, we made our roots here. Uh, for people that didn't see, you know, my wife and I put on social media uh, our gym floor. We've got the nice Chiefs logo on the floor. Uh, looks awesome. You guys should go check it out. And we're excited to, to be here for the long haul and to, you know, make this our, our long-term home. You guys going to sell memberships to work out there? Because I might buy one. A couple of people have mentioned that. Um, <laughs> cost of membership is one steak per visit. So, uh, you know, make sure you come with, with some good meat and, uh, you know, we'll let you in the weight room. Well, you're going to prepare it. That's a whole nother show. Uh, we'll do that, but you're this incredible chef. But we'll let you go. Thanks for being here tonight, both of you. It's, pheno- it's phenomenal to see you both. Same to and, you. And uh, let's do this again soon. Absolutely. And we'll do it in the off season. So thank you guys very much. Thank you. Mitchell and Brooke Schwartz, two terrific human beings with us tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom Show. We come back. We're going to close things out to get you ready for this Buffalo game for the divisional playoffs. Back after this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Second and fourth, the Kansas City 45-yard line. Chiefs by 16. Allen being rushed. He's gobbled up. He went swimming, and the shark got him. Josh Allen never saw the shark blowing in. From his right shoulder, he obliterated right tackle Darrell Williams. A loss and a sack back to the 45-yard line, Buffalo's own 45. Big thanks to Steve Spector putting together those uh, look-back highlights, if you will, listen-back highlights. Uh, the AFC Championship game last year against the Buffalo Bills. Chiefs won out 38-24 uh, to qualify to go to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. So this week, the Chiefs divisional playoff game against 530 GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. 
against the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to give you some Bills stats in a second that are impressive. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, thanks for him for being our guest tonight. He brought up that the Bills might be the most complete team in the National Football League, and honestly, the empirical data would point to that. Now, let's just go over, though, what happened last night and take into account what we're witnessing here in the Chiefs' kingdom. Patrick Mahomes, NFL records last night, five touchdown passes in 10-and-a-half game minutes. Crazy. Blew away the record by 15 minutes. Tom Brady had it before. For Patrick Mahomes, the most touchdown passes in the first five years of a career in the playoffs in National Football League history. Took out Russell Wilson. Most completions for a quarterback in the first five years of a career in the playoffs in NFL history. That's Mahomes' record. What Travis Kelsey has done is truly remarkable when you think of it in historical context. Kelsey last night, a seventh 100-yard receiving game in the postseason. Only Jerry Rice has more in NFL history with eight 100-yard receiving games in the postseason. In addition, Kelsey is the only human being to ever play a a postseason game in the NFL and have a touchdown pass, touchdown receiving, and a 100-yard receiving game. Thirdly, he has Kelsey has 88 postseason catches. That is currently fifth all-time in NFL history, and with six catches against the Bills on Sunday night, he could zoom as high as third in NFL history. And Edelman and Rice are the only two guys ahead of him. It's nuts to think about from a historical context, what we are witnessing with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey uh, and what they're doing when you think about it in terms of the National Football League. Now, Mitchell Schwartz talked about this earlier in the show, but we need to talk about the Buffalo Bills here. The Buffalo Bills, a lot of talk about their offense, 47 points, never stopped by the New England Patriots. Just a kneel down was the only stop that the Pats had in that game. But we're overlooking the Bills' defense. The Buffalo Bills defense is number one in the league in scoring defense. They are number one in total defense. The Bills are number one in pass defense. Now, when you couple that with the Bills being fourth in scoring, it is the only fourth time in National Football League history that a team has been number one in scoring defense, total defense, and pass defense and had at least the fourth best scoring offense in NFL history. The other three? All won Super Bowls. The 84 49ers, the 1985 Bears, one of the most famous teams of all time, and the 1996 Packers, which, by the way, lost a regular season game at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium to the Chiefs. But when you look at it from that standpoint and that analysis, you realize just how complete the Buffalo Bills are and how awesome this game could be. I mentioned earlier on another show this week in the Chiefs' kingdom that psychology is such a huge part of football. The Bills came into the regular season, that game in October, with their hair on fire after losing the AFC Championship game to the Chiefs. In the the highlights we've heard, that was a year ago, last January. But now the Kansas City Chiefs come in with confidence. After blowing out the Steelers last night, it'll be the Chiefs that will have some psychology of getting a bit of revenge if they can put it all together to beat the Buffalo Bills. It looks to be an epic playoff game between two high-achieving teams, two high-achieving quarterbacks, and two excellent football teams. Chiefs, Bills, divisional playoffs Sunday night here on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. 
You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As a reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Festo in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Dana Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Green Baker. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 